Welcome to Super Talk, the podcast that scratches your superhero itch. Just two suburban dads nerding out over superhero stuff on the small screen and the big. Buckle up, people. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to Super Talk, the weekly podcast dedicated to news and reviews of comic book media. On the big and small screen, this is episode 123. And I'm your host, Brian Professor Pettis, and with me as always, my illustrious co-host, Titanium Tony Estrella. I'm losing my fucking mind. <laughs> I mean, that was unbelievable. You want to tell the audience where we what we got into a little bit? We we for the first time, I think we we actually are ahead of the game here, but we won't post this until the first three episodes are launched. But yeah, we got a, a really good episode for you at, uh, this week. Um, you know, things have been quiet uh, on the, on the comic book media front due to, to the strikes, which we'll talk about tonight. Um, but we had a really unique opportunity, um, and we're here tonight to review the first two episodes of the new Gen V series coming out on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, by the time this episode is available to you, I I'm hopeful <laughs> that it has already been released to Amazon Prime. If not, I will say this emphatically: spoilers. We have to talk about spoilers. So there will be a ton of spoilers in this in this show. So if you haven't watched it, please pause. Go check it out because you're going to want to. And then come back to us and get our take on it. Yeah. But we had, we had a, a unique opportunity last night. Um, uh, Amazon is doing something very, I think, unique in the industry. As well as very exciting for those of us who are kind of, out, you know, bordering on the insiders you know we're not quite insiders but we're we're there i mean we obviously uh have a podcast that talks about this information but um amazon has recently been screening uh, a lot of their premieres the premieres of movies and television shows on their amazon prime streaming service um in theaters Mm -hmm. uh and uh they've been offering the opportunity to go see uh, these movies and and uh, first couple of episodes of some of the streaming series in the theaters uh, in advance of them being released to Amazon Prime, um, and they did this have done this with a few projects and they are continuing to do this going forward. Uh, and we had the opportunity we I, I was able to score some tickets and we got to see the first two episodes of Gen V in the theater last night and you know we'll, we'll get into it but it was awesome so oh. we're going to talk about it all tonight but awesome. I, I'm really great opportunity for us and we're happy to share it with you and. You know, hey, we got a very time. Normally, our reviews lag, you know, behind a day or two from when um, these things premiere on the streaming services because we have to have a chance to watch them and then and digest it and talk about it on the show. But it seems like this episode will be coming out the day that this gets released to Amazon, which is great. Yeah, which is unusual. I mean, it's not like we have a seat at the big table. We're still at the kid table in the back of the party. But um, yeah, it's a it's an unusual situation, and we're going to make the best of it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started with the show. And and, uh, before we get started, we always like to thank the listeners that bring the show to you. And these are our patrons. Patreon.com slash Supertalk. If you want to become a member of the patronship, it really doesn't cost a lot. It's like a dollar every time we come out with one of these episodes, which now is like once every, I don't know, a month or something. No, we're we're doing like every week and a half, two weeks, something like that. But hey, if you want to support the show directly, join the patronship. Patreon.com slash Supertalk is how you support us directly. Absolutely. Please do. And thank you. We're going to ramp things back up once the once the action. Ooh, and now we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, over the next, I'd say, nine weeks, yeah. we're going to be 
pretty the, regular doing weekly shows. Through to, the end of the year, I think we're pretty set. Yeah, at least yeah. through like mid, mid-December, we're, we're going to be good. So, um, all right. As far as the uh, review section, we're going to push that to our top of the week. We're obviously going to be reviewing Gen V for our review section. But there is a bit of news, not too much this week that, that I wanted to get into, but there is a bit of news, and it's pretty big news. Look, we've been talking about uh, the, the two prominent strikes that have been massive delays uh, across the Hollywood industry here for the, the better part of three months now, um, and that's the Writer Guild, Writers Guild of America and uh, the Screen Actors Guild have both been on strike uh, for the better part of three months, and it's really put a uh, kind of a halt to everything going on in Hollywood. If I mean everybody out there who's listening and watching, you probably are aware that your favorite network television shows have have yet to premiere on the That's networks. Right. Yeah, um, and we we know about some some movie delays that have already been announced and, and others that are coming, and which we'll right. kind of allude to here a little bit, but. Uh, good news out there in Hollywood land. Um, it seems though, as and it's been announced officially that, uh, the writers guild has come to an agreement with the studios and they've, they've settled, um, uh, the contract dispute and the strike is over and the writers are going back to work. Uh, we don't yet know the details of the, of the no, no details, yeah. but we do know that a, an agreement has been, uh, laid out on the table. Uh, I think the writers, Guild voted on it, uh, and I think it is coming to an end. I do think now they're in uh, cohorts with the actors, so they're on the strike line still uh, with the actors. And uh, from what I hear, Monday this today is Thursday. Monday, uh, the actors, um, negotiators, and the studio negotiators are getting together. So we might hear some really good news next week. Yeah, story is. Uh both the writers and the Screen Actors Guild had very similar um, requests that they had made to the studios. Especially with the industry changing, with streaming so heavily involved now. Yeah, it's it a needed lot of it, to be updated. A lot of it's about uh, you know streaming services, uh, residuals, all kinds of other things. You know, typically, and again, we don't know the entire details, but typically when an actor films a, a television series, um, they're paid a salary when they film a movie, they're paid a salary. And then uh, streaming services have really changed things now because we're seeing that uh, streaming services are making money on this this uh, entity premiering on that streaming service. But then there is a substantial amount of residual value that that series or movie has on that streaming service over time. And I think they're looking to get a little bit bigger piece of that pie. Yeah. Um, but again, from what we hear very similar ask from from the Screen Actors Guild and the writers. Um, and now that the studios have negotiated terms with the writers, it seems though they'll be able to negotiate very similar terms terms yeah. with the, the actors. And, and I would venture to guess that that strike will probably be ending sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, and everybody will get, get back to work, thankfully. What I'm fascinated to hear and, and to know is how they agreed upon the usage of AI. I think that's super important. Uh, some of the things that we were hearing, which could be smear campaigns uh, from the actors to the studios or the writers to the studios, but to see really what they agreed upon and what they came up with is what I'm really fascinated about. You know, there was all kinds of uh, rumors out there that they were going to, if you went in for a shoot and you were an actor and you were a background actor, and these are who we're really talking about. We're talking about, not we're not talking about the superstars. The A-listers, the, the, right. Yeah, we're not talking about A-listers. They do fine. It's 
the other actors that are making a career out of this and are waiting tables just to supplement their income. Stunt doubles. Uh, and no the, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's those actors that we're talking about. And they, they had apparently put out there that, you know, AI could basically take their image in one background scene, maybe a line or two, but take their image and use it throughout the production of that film in multiple locations without them getting paid. So basically their image being used um, which is they could be on screen for an hour and that hour's worth of footage could be used to place that person in other scenes down the road right? background scenes right. you, you, walking extras, across the street yeah. extras they, they really would minimize their costs by not having to pay so many extras because they could use AI to fill that void and and that's what I'm really interested to see is as well as I mean there was a, a, a list of things that the writers didn't want AI being involved in. Um, and I'm on both fences. I agree that pay these people. They deserve to be paid. But you cannot handcuff technology and when it's growing as fast as it is and when it could probably help uh, the industry uh, quite a bit. But um, it'll be interesting to see. That's, that's what yeah, I'm Yeah, and I, I think, you know, once the agreement is finalized, uh, it will be interesting to see if, if the terms are released and we can kind of get some of those details because I'm very interested to hear what, what the asks were from both sides right. and, what, and what, you know, who ultimately relented and said, hey, you know, we're willing to give up on this and, you know, kind of where, where the middle ground was met. And look, hopefully <laughs> this gives us a few more years before we're at this point again. I and mean, it just happened to be just like the perfect storm where both the writers and the actors, you know, contract con- contracts, contracts, yeah. you know, came up to at the end at the same time. And, and boy, is it, are we going to be feeling these impacts? And I do want to get into that a little bit. Um, you and I were out earlier this evening um, and uh, you were crushing it at trivia tonight. <laughs> and um, a deer in headlights, <laughs> uh, you know, we were kind of just thinking, what do we want to talk about this evening? And and uh, kind of saw, you know, there's some rumors out there about the impacts that these, these strikes are having on the industry. And they're going to. They're going we knew to. that. We've yeah. talked about that for, yeah. for weeks now, that yeah. we're going to see delays. A it's dead going stop to for three months, four months? Right. Well, we know that the, the, the major project that was actively filming, actively in production next on the slate for Marvel was Deadpool three. And they told us when the strikes happened that they, they could be out of commission for what was it? 90 days. And they said that they could, you know, be fine. We Um, blew past that deadline. And it's three months now. So look, this movie is now was originally slated to be released in May. Um, and the rumor now, so Disney just recently, uh, a, a few days ago, just updated their, their movie release schedule um, all the way through June of next year, and Deadpool is not on that schedule. Right. Um, no official announcement about Deadpool, no official announcement about when it's been delayed to or, or what the date it's going to be released. Possibly 2025. Yeah. So originally, people forget that this movie was slated for November of next year, November of 2024. It was moved up, actually leapfrogged from the November date. When they moved Blade into the November date, they moved Deadpool up to May. Um, and they ramped up production. And they said, yes, we can do that. Now it seems like they're not going to be able to do that. Um, and again, th- we know how ambitious this movie is with yeah. all the cameos and the storylines and, and the impacts it's going to have on the MCU and putting to bed the Fox universe and all these other things. Um, again, rumors, and these are just rumors right now, no official announcement for Marvel, that this movie is likely to be delayed until 2025 now. 
my heart is sinking. I am aching. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I think worst case scenario, we were hoping for a bump where Deadpool would move from the May slot to the June slot that's currently occupied by Captain America 4. Captain America would move into the November time slot. Blade would move into the February time slot. Fantastic Four would come after that. That's what my hope was, right? Right. That maybe we get a bump. You know, hey, we won't have anything new until June. Now it's highly looking like we know Captain America 4 finished principal production before yeah. the strikes occurred. So they're much further along than Deadpool was. And and the directors and Ryan Reynolds have come out and said, we still have a lot of filming to do. Yeah. So they, they were nowhere, nowhere done with principal photography. Um, I, for this to be pushed to 2025, the two questions I have is, well, first, I'm, again, heartbroken if that is the case because I'm so – this is probably the one movie I'm most looking forward to that's on the the Marvel slate over the next couple of years. Most looking forward to for lots of different was, reasons. I thought it was the Marvels. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that, that's a movie destined to fail, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about that one. But um, I was looking forward to this movie the most, and – the impact that this was going to have on the MCU and the multiverse saga and kind of how it was going to shake things up. We know the TVA is involved and everything else. And Loki season two, which is, is premiering here in another week and a half, um, is basically going to be feeding into this movie. Yeah. And now we're getting that even pushed back further. Uh, boy, I, I, I'm really setting myself up. I'm waiting to hear really bad news across the board in regards to the movies that we, we know and love. Let me get your thoughts on this. Um, could this be uh, a, a product of maybe some of the new restrictions for the writers, the writer's agreement that they have to take into consideration? Could this be maybe some of the new outlined restrictions or requirements for the actors new agreement writers and actors new agreement and more importantly could this be and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but could this be uh some way affecting um we all know the special effects, of the the, res, the results of the the special effects for marvel have the unionized artists, yeah. the vsx art they have unionized which which would push which would give a longer time frame obviously for them to finish projects not as much pressure more time so if deadpool was slated to finish their vf their special their cgi their special effects in a three month time period could they have added three more months onto that i would say that's aggressive doubling it but at least two more so instead of a three month time period it's a five month time period yeah. and we could be looking at all those factors Look, these could those three things could be factors in the fact that they're being delayed we are clearly bias towards the the movies that we're talking about on this show and and the the comic book media realm right you know the marvel and dc properties that are you know that we're talking about on the show these strikes are having broad sweeping effects across all of hollywood no question now these to your point these movies are highly dependent on vfx Mm -hmm. which does have another layer of complexity to it whereas if you're doing a Oscar worthy film, you know, you're not looking for virtual effects to kind right. of play a, a big role in that. Right. Um, so that look, I, I'm just bracing myself and I don't know when it's going to come and yeah. I don't know in what form or fashion it's going to come. We heard nothing at comic con this year, nothing at D 23 this year. That was just a bust. 
I don't know how or when we're going to get these announcements. I do think they're going to be slid under the rug, just kind of like a, a small press release. Yeah. And it's going to be hidden in something. I, I don't anticipate Kevin Feige coming out and making any broad sweeping announcements. I think the earliest we might hear anything from him would be around the premiere of the Marvel's movie. And at this point in time, I do feel that the actor's strike will be over by the time that movie premieres in November. Yeah, these, these rumors about pushbacks, let's not put any um, let's not put any weight on them until this actor strikes over and we get an official word. So don't yeah. don't but, get your heart rate. But what I'm saying is if we do ultimately have a premiere for that movie, a Hollywood premiere with a yeah. red carpet, because the actor strike is officially over, we'll get Kevin Feige on the red carpet and maybe some you know, look, unfortunately or fortunately, and we've seen them all, we've watched them all. These red carpets are not, you know, big time Hollywood journalists asking the tough questions. These are like softballs being tossed out by, by Marvel paid people that are there for the red carpet. Right. So I don't know if we're going to get those tough questions asked. Hollywood insiders that are, that are slid information for their cooperation. I, I I do hope that maybe somebody like the Hollywood reporter or, um, you know, Empire Magazine or, you know, somebody that's out there that really cares about breaking a story, you know, asking Kevin Feige the tough question in the, on a not red carpet. Yeah. Not, not I, on I would a red hope. carpet. Yeah, but I would hope. And, you know, cross our fingers. Well, yeah. we can only, we'll stay tuned. We'll bring you the latest. Good news is we're kind of on the road to recovery, right? You know, it's like, but we have a long way to go, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, we'll deal with what we have while we have it. And if, there's a long-term lull in, in release of content. You know, we'll, we'll just deal with it the way that we deal with it on the show. Hey, right now, Amazon Prime is kicking ass. Who needs Marvel or DC I'm right gonna tell now? You, Titanium, I mean, think about this. We have Gen V. We got Loki. Then we have Loki Season 2. Yep. Then we have Invincible. Yep. And then we have the Marvels, which we're all really excited Woo! about. Yeah. And then Aquaman, ultimately. But... Uh, um, and again, some rumors about some other things being dropped on Disney Plus by the end of the year as well. We, we you know, heard X Men '97 potentially. What if season two potentially? Things might come down the road that we're not aware of. And again, that's one of the beauties of some of these animated features like Invincible and uh, What If Season Two slash X Men '97. The voice work was done. So typically, when those animated features are done, the voice work is done first, and then they animate the cells after the fact. Right, so the, they bring the voice actors in for all the dialogue and do everything well yeah. in advance. So the, all that stuff was recorded well in advance of these strikes. Yeah. Um. So now it's just about animating those cells, yeah. right? And therefore, we can get those. Con- and I think some of those rumors we heard several weeks back about X Men '97 and What If Season Two coming out earlier than we expected, I th- I lend some credence to that because it's not as yeah. difficult for them to. You don't have to bring actors out on the red carpet for an animated feature yeah. right you know it's it's like you know you're just doing you know releasing that to the streaming service i think we might get those and i hope so i hope you're yeah right. that would be really good filler and and yeah. um again whether we get echo or not you know again that was a, a rumor uh that that was going to be released in its entirety by the end of the year that may be pushed now um and there may be reasons behind that i think they wanted that to kind of feed into daredevil born again which has obviously been pushed because they were in yeah. the middle of production when the strikes hit so yeah. Just uh, starting it, yeah, yeah. Just a couple of film days. Yeah. You want to hear a crazy fucking theory that I heard? Oh, I'd S- love to. Somebody out there 
is saying that Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom, is going to do very well. And I was like, you're out of your fucking mind. But then the reasoning, and sorry for not giving kudos to whose theory this is, because I can't remember, but it's on the top of my head. Um, the theory is, is that the time frame in which that movie comes out, there's a huge lull. There's nothing coming out. Nothing coming because out. Because we, we, we know Dune got Correct. pushed to next year. So right? that's part of his theory. And, and there it's was some, holiday season. And it's the holiday season. There's a couple of, uh, like some of the shit after I was reading his list of like. All the movies d- coming data out. Data points. Yeah. Of, well, it's nothing. Re- that was a big one. That nothing is going to be there during that time period in the theaters. And, and there was like these things. I was like, well, wait a minute. Damn, that makes sense. Maybe it will kick ass, at least in the box office. Critics, reviews, that's another thing. But at least in the box office, maybe it might do decent because of that. Well, think about it, Titanium. How often have you gone to see a movie on Christmas Day uh-huh. um, or around the holiday time just because there's nothing better Growing to up, do? Growing up, that was a tradition in my house. But just because there's nothing better to do. And you'll go see something just because it's out, yeah. not necessarily because you want to see it. And I guarantee you, there's a lot of people in my household that would not be interested in seeing that movie normally. And they're going to go see that movie because there's nothing else to do. I think one year we saw this movie called holiday nuts or something. It was so bad. <laughs> I think that was because it was the only movie out there. So that, that theory is out there. It's interesting. I've just, thought it was noteworthy well, I mean, to mention there's it. no question that avatar way of water did as well as it did last year because it got that all the eight other st- week oh, you know just all the other studios owned, went running scared and but owned it. the theaters yeah, for did. i mean it was playing in three screens that has three to four help. screens yeah. oh yeah and you know what if people are paying to go see aquaman in the theaters the theaters will keep playing it because no question uh, they're there for the dollar. I mean, yeah. there's, that's how they keep themselves open yeah. and running, right? All right. Well, all right. Let's move on to our topic of the week this week. Brought to us by our friends at Studio GG Studios. Home of the man band, Corn on the Cob. Corn on the Cob. What's the latest with Goat? Is he back home yet? He's back home. Yeah, okay. the, the cross-country trip has ended. He's back home. He's he's in the studio with the band, uh, working, jamming, working out on uh, new, new content. Building Excellent. new content. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm glad he got home safe because I know that was quite the journey that he made cross country the there. Uh, thank you, Studio G, for all the work you do for us. Uh, all right, let's get into uh, our topic of the week, which is spoilers. Yes, spoilers. Our review of Gen V. Um, and I, before we get started, we kind of alluded to it at the beginning of the show, and, and you and I were talking about this last night when we went. I think this marketing effort by Amazon is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. And here's what they've done. Every property that they're now releasing to Amazon Prime, and I mean every property, every movie. Uh, I, I, I never looked it up, but the, the astronaut movie that, that, that came out here recently. Pena that, was in. Yeah, yeah. Michael Pena's mm-hmm. astronaut movie came out on Amazon Prime. Um, about a you know a, a migrant farm worker became becoming an astronaut. A great, gr- really great project. That was available in the theaters two days before it came on Amazon yeah. Prime. They are now premiering Gen V two days before it comes out on Amazon Prime in the theater. Uh, we saw previews last night for Jimmy the, Fox, Tommy Lee Curtis's new show. I think it's called, it's called The Burial. The ba- yeah, something the like burial. that. The Burial. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. New project with Tommy Lee Jones and and Mike and, and uh, Jamie Fox. They were promoting. We're going to be doing a theater yeah. uh, premiere for this yep. this project that's coming out on Amazon Prime. I think it does several things. One, 
it gets the theaters interested in non-theater specific content. Great, great for the theaters. The theaters were happy to have us there last night. Yeah. As a matter of fact, we got tickets to the show and and we got a voucher for a small popcorn and a small drink or whatever. And and these are all courtesy of Amazon, I would believe. But we're there at the theater. We get exposed to the theater. Theaters are interested. You know, it was a it was a Wednesday night. They're happy to show one screen. Sure. You know, who cares, right? It's fantastic. Um, it gets people like you and I excited about a property that's coming to a streaming service. They were encouraging you to post on social media, yeah. to post a review, non-spoiler review on IMDb. They were they're promoting that in the screens on the theater. Do these things. So it gets the hype, it gets the buzz out there in the Giving industry. Giving you all the hashtags to use. It was yeah. it was amazing. Um so I think this is brilliant on their part. And frankly, if I could watch the entire season of Gen V in a movie theater, I would. I'd sit through it, yeah. No, I'm just saying, if two episodes at a time, I'd go every week to see yeah. two episodes at a time in a theater because the experience of watching it on the big screen was with the sound system yeah. and everything, it was fantastic. Spectacular. Brilliant. Thank you, Amazon, for doing what you're doing because I think it's brilliant. I think it's worth the effort. Uh, they had a guy sitting outside of the theater asking for opinions. What do you think of the show? You yeah. know, Give us some feedback and comments. He was writing all the stuff down. I think it's awesome. Um, as a matter of fact, I think the other streaming services like Netflix, like Disney Plus, like Paramount Plus, like all, they could do the same thing. It just gets people excited about their properties before the premiere on their streaming service. Especially Disney Plus, they they need they need to think out of the box, not only to get new subscribers but to push their content. They don't really. They don't really have a lot of new content. Netflix is probably the number one streaming source for new content. They come up with oh original God. content, new content all the time. Uh, but Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, Apple, they're getting up there. And it's a great out-of-the-box kind of promotional marketing uh, hook. Let's be honest. The large majority of us that were there last night are already subscribers. Yep. We know what we're going to see. Yep. But let's just say 10% of the people in that theater were not subscribers to Amazon Prime. Do you think that they're more likely to subscribe to Amazon Prime to see the rest of the series now that they've seen the first two episodes? Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. But for those people who didn't go to this premiere and are now hearing about it, you're obviously getting the buzz out there early. They were they really wanted us talking about this. And I, I'm glad we're doing a spoiler review on the day it comes out so that we can kind of talk about everything. But even if we had done this a week in advance and did a non-spoiler review, we're getting the word out. Yeah. We're getting people excited about it. And from what we saw last night, I want to get people excited about oh, this. I I posted about it uh, uh, immediately, obviously with the hashtags that they gave us um, uh, and, and just a must-see. And I told the guy, my comment to the person that was asking questions at the end, I said, that first episode beginning was as striking, had just as much shock value, and was so insane and intense as the first 20 minutes of season one, episode one of The Boys. Right. And so let's go back and remember what, in season one, episode of The Boys, we had two things that occurred within the first five minutes of the show. We had Homelander and Maeve fighting crime in in middle of downtown and you kind of got an interaction between the two of them and they were like 
thwarting a robbery or something and Homelander just like throws some guy up in the air and he lands on a car down yeah. the street or whatever it was. And then literally like three minutes later, Huey's talking to his girlfriend on the side of the street and a train runs by and basically he's holding their hands in his hands. And that, that was the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And that was you know, shocking. Runs right through. Run explodes, right through. Explodes. Yeah. Explodes his girlfriend by running at supersonic speeds right through her. Uh, and all that's left is his hands. That was just, I, I didn't, no one saw that no, coming. No, 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 And then shocking. shocking. And the first five minutes of this show yeah. were as shocking and um, tells you everything you need to know about the show in the first five minutes. Let's not tell people what it is. Let's just. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I want to let people consume. What we'll say is it really kind of gives you the origin. Again, spoilers. The first five minutes gives you the origin of the main protagonist of the show, Marie. Yeah. And how she gets her powers and what happens when she first gets her powers. And if there's any doubt in your mind, is this show going to be as um, shocking as the boys? Is it going to be as graphic as the boys? Is it going to be as gruesome as the boys? Is it going to be um, as violent? When you see that first five minutes, there was no doubt in my mind. I'm like, okay, we're we're this is it. By the way, her. I think we we can talk about what her powers are. Her her powers are blood manip- manipulation. She can weaponize blood and control blood. Uh, eventually, she learns to control it in other people's body. Uh, but she can control blood and even weaponize it. So imagine if it. you had like telekinesis, you could like move things with your mind, but imagine you could only do it with blood. Right. It's like she can control blood. Like basically, right. and she shows off her power several times in the show. She actually carries a pocket knife around with her because the way she manipulates the her powers traditionally is to cut herself on her hands so that her blood can come out and she can like make her blood come out and, latch on to things and, and strike things and do create crazy weapons stuff with- and swords and darts with blood that weaponize it. They become projectiles um, it, it, or grab things and throw them against the wall. It, it's, it's extremely uh, bizarre and yeah. unique. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, so we, we, we mentioned this before um, last week in our last episode, this is a new series. Yeah. Um, so the boys is based on a comic book series um, that's out there. There are many stories, many many editions of the comic book that the the television show is drawing from. This is a brand new series with brand new characters mm-hmm. that are not in the comic books that Amazon created as an offshoot of the boys' television series and the boys' comic books. Yeah, which is brilliant. Oh. Which is what I told the guy afterwards. I said, look, for them to develop these new characters and this new storyline from material that doesn't exist is just brilliant. Exactly what you told him. Yeah, awesome. And it and it's based around a university of superheroes where they, they um, base, this university of superheroes, they teach these guys, girls and guys, how to be superheroes in crime fighting there's and, two schools. Yeah, yeah. There's the school of crime fighting yeah. and the school of performing arts. Right. And they recruit these um, under one university. Yeah. Gen V mutant. Uh, I don't call them mutants, but you know, Gen V soups, yeah. right? They're soups. Um, 
most of these kids, so they're of college age, mm-hmm. they have to apply to the university. Yes. Um, and based on their power sets, they're granted access. And Marie is uh, applies to the university and is granted access in. She's really excited because it's an opportunity for her to kind of make her life better. I won't go into why. Um, which we, we don't want to spoil. We want to leave that as kind of the, the surprise. Yeah. But she gets in the university, but they're all, you know, like incoming freshmen, right? So, you know, if you were a senior in high school, you get to, you get into Godolkin University, God you. Um, and it's a Vought-run university. So yeah. Vought is running this college. Yes. They are recruiting these these kids into this school to groom them to be superheroes so that they can sell them to major cities and regions to protect those regions. So it's a business. It's, it's, it's a business. Again, two, two schools, school of crime fighting and school of performing arts. So the kids that make it into the school of crime fighting are going to become superheroes yeah. and Vought will sell them. And that they talk about this, that if you're lucky, you get hired by a city and that you're now the hero for that city. And Vought gets paid by the city to have a hero in residence in that city. And that's what these kids in the crime fighting school are trying to become is a hero that can work in a city. Ultimately you want to be on the seven, which is the seven most popular strongest superheroes, but that is nationwide. That is the seven kind of take over and they kind of are the top creme de de creme of all superheroes. And we found out in the beginning of the television show, we find out that A-Train is a graduate of Godolkin University yeah. and was recruited into the seven as a graduate of a Godolkin University. Right. So he was one of the first, not the only ones, but one one of the first, uh, was the first African-American on the seven, but one of the first Godolkin University graduates to become part of the seven. Well, so Black Noir actually was the first African-American that we you well, found out in the way. Are we sure he's African-American? Pretty sure, yeah. He was African-American well, when he became Black Noir. Well, I'm just saying A-Train who says else, he's the who, first African-American who, on the Well, episode. because no one knows that Black Noir was an African-American. We don't know that. But who was the other one that came from there? Uh, it wasn't Starlight. It was um, uh, The Deep. The Deep was... The Deep the was deep. the other one. The Deep was also from Godolkin University. Um, but, so... We find that out that that's obviously the, the ultimate aspiration is you're as a graduate, you you get to go into the seven. Right. And, and we're simplifying it. It's not that simple. There's obviously some nefarious well, things going on but at this university. There is a ranking system at the school. Yes. Uh, and, and one of the things. And so it, there's a clear division between the school of crime fighting and the school of performing arts. The crime fighting school is the school everybody wants to be in. It means you're one of the best at the school and you can you know, you have superpowers that can fight crime. The performing arts people are just people that they make movies and make television shows. They use their abilities or powers to kind of entertain people. Right. And that is a business for Vought as well. Right. But it's much, it's seen as a much, it's a step down. It's a, it's a much less desirable position. Well, also that school is very important because that's where they teach the, the, the kids about social media and how to market yourself and how to do shows and how to be entertaining and have YouTubes. The way they have integrated social media in today's world of what's happening with YouTube shows and clicks and likes and followers, that's one of the biggest things, the status 
of a superhero at this university is calculated on how many followers well, you have. It's, it's how the seven is measured right. as well, right? I mean, social media and and your perception in in social media is right. a big part of this. And how many people like you? How many people follow you? How that's many... actually one of Marie's downfalls. Is she joins the university and nobody's heard of her. Nobody knows anything about her. Yeah. She's not. A she doesn't have a phone. She, she's not a big participant in social media and people are like, who are you? What are your powers again? And right. Um, but again, there's a ranking system at the school and every one of the students is ranked. And if you're in the top 10, you know, you're one of the best students at the school. And uh, they actually do gladiator games, you know, where they like go into a arena Compete. and they fight against each other and see who's the best at whatever. Um and one of the individuals that we've seen in the trailers is is, is a, a character, Golden Boy, um, who is played by, actually... Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Patrick Schwarzenegger yeah. is, plays Golden Boy in the show. And he is, uh, you could call him the Human Torch, right? He... Basically, superpowers. Can set himself on fire. Has and, and so each one of these characters has a special superpower. But if you have... Uh, compound V in your system, you have some level of super strength. I mean, every yeah. every every one of the soups has a little bit of super strength, but then you have like kind of your individual superpower. Yeah, and kind of a grade of invincibility as well. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have you know durability. Durability. I would say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so he he can set himself aflame, and he can kind of like you know use fire and all kinds of other things. But he's also very strong, and and you see a fight scene early in the show where he's uh, fighting against another guy, and he rips his arms off, you know, and, and come to find out the guy can regenerate, so they put his arms back on, and he's fine, yeah, or whatever. But um, gruesome, uh, yeah, just gruesome. But the main character in the show is a character Marie Moreau. And, uh, again, as, as Titan mentioned earlier, blood manipulation is her power. Um, played by an actress, Jazz Sinclair. I, I thought she was fantastic. Really good casting. Yeah. Uh, very pretty girl. Yeah. She plays the part very well. But, again, she wants to be a crime fighter. She yeah. wants to. She thinks she's good enough to be a crime fighter. And you'll find her motivations. You'll find it. We're not going yeah. to spoil that. But uh, she's not um, accepted into the crime fighting school uh, when she shows up at the university, she's pissed off about it. Uh, but she does uh, thwart a, an escape by one of the students one night. Yeah. And and it gives her a little bit of uh, notoriety of, oh, you know, you kind of helped us out. And all of the popular kids at the school, including Golden Boy, um, his girlfriend, uh, Kate Dunlap is, is her name, and she's uh, an empath. Yeah. So think of... so. If she touches you, she can basically get you to do anything that she wants you to. Yeah, she can persuade you to believe whatever she wants. Yeah. At one point in time, she tells, she touches one guy. She says, "Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down to Dick's Sporting Goods and get a really big baseball bat. Then I want you to bring it back here, and then I want you to hit yourself in the nuts on the hour." Every hour, and then I want you to say "Jumanji" when you hit yourself <laughs> in the nuts, and and. At one point in time, we see in the corner of the the screens a guy over there knocking himself in the nuts with a baseball bat. It's Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> it does take a toll on her, though. Every time she uses her body, uh, at that point when she did that guy, she had some blood in her eye, which means uh, every does, time yeah. she uses her body, it kind of bo- drains uses her. her body? Yeah. I mean, whenever she uses her powers, we haven't seen her use her body yet. <laughs> but talk about graphic. We but, did see but, a so, lot of graphics. But her... her 
she wears gloves very similar to how Rogue yeah. would. Like she right. doesn't want to accidentally touch somebody, but she right. she she wants to purposely. Rogue would to... either steal their power or right. drain their energy. Uh, but but so that's Golden Boy's girlfriend. We also meet Andre. Andre, yeah, who is uh, part of the the kind of group of popular kids. He has telekinesis, so he can move things with his mind, you know, and kind of grab things and move things with his mind. We find out that his he father, has some kind of metal um, metal. Manipulation, metal manipulation, or magnet manipulation. Yeah, I I thought, think, something I, I, like really, that. We don't really know the extent yeah. of his powers yet, but we find everything out that, that it, he did was kind of with metal. We find out that his father was a, is a superhero yeah. or was a superhero. Polaris. Polaris. Mm-hmm. Um, so you makes you think it's maybe magnetism or, yeah, something, or something like, like that. that. Um, but we find out his dad was very instrumental in him getting into the school and is very uh, invested in his yeah. success. Um, and Not very popular superhero, his dad, but did make a living being a superhero. Right. And and all of these kids, most of their um, parents gave them um, Compound V when they were children, which kind of helped them get their powers. Right. Obviously, you know, self-experimentation, that type of thing. Um, and the other one is Jordan Lee. So Jordan Lee is an interesting character. Uh, we find out she's the she, he is the TA for uh, the professor at the school, Professor Brinkerhoff. Uh, played by Clancy Brown, who's who's a fantastic actor, um, but she has uh, she he has very interesting powers. She has a layer of invulnerability and super strength, big time super strength and invulnerability. I think energy blasts from her fists. So uh, one of the most unique powers, she can switch between a man and a woman. So several times in the in the in the episodes. She goes back and forth between being a female and a male, and there's two different actors playing this character. Yeah, and it seems like the female has the, the kind of the, uh, I'll say the kind of physical energy push, and yeah. the male has the invulnerability powers. It's right. it's kind of really interesting, but um, he she is a little ostracized by Vought because they don't feel that you know America will grasp on to a bi gender you know superhero. Right. Um. And she, funny enough, by gender. I mean, I love the way that the show's done this. We know that uh, by gender indiv- or gender neutral inter- individuals, or whatever, is something you know. Kind of people are, are trying to become more aware of this. Well, the way they do it in the show is, I'm actually both genders. I'm yeah. a male and a female. Yeah. It's, it's 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 pretty interesting that they chose to do that. Um, but that popular group recruits Marie. They invite her into their kind of inner circle. She goes out to dinner with them one night and parties with them or whatever, and things kind of go a little crazy. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, that uh, that first episode. I, I, I'm going to say the first episode was awesome. Yeah, uh, it was incredible. Well, what about Emma? You didn't talk about Emma, her Marie's roommate. Emma. Oh, uh, so Emma. So she is a uh, uh, like an Ant Man type of character. Can can shrink shrink herself. They call her Little Cricket. So she has a YouTube page called fun time with little cricket yeah and she shrinks down and films herself like wrestling her pet hamster and doing like little crazy things um and she has this big youtube channel and youtube followers um she's hysterical she's a really good character great personality great actress. you know um you know latches on to marie when they first get to school and they're they're kind of like bosom buddies and, and, and your roommates um she's great uh, but she knows she's not good enough to be a superhero, but she kind of is glamming on to what Marie's doing, saying, hey, right. bring me along, you know, all right. these other other things. But She wants to be in the popular crowd, but she's definitely in the theater side, 
like YouTube show, have her own show, can work in that realm and is very good at it. But she, she's, she's comic relief for sure. Uh, she's awesome. She steals the scene every time she's on yeah, screen. She's great. And she's really we, good. We find out interestingly during a very, uh, I'll say, uh, she she ends up uh, a guy who was a big fan of her YouTube page. You know, she ends up hooking up with this guy and he has some uh, interesting requests of her. And again, I won't spoil that because it's a, a good kind of surprise for the show. Um, yeah. We find out she has to uh, purge herself to shrink down. So every time she throws up, she shrinks a little bit or, or majority. The of only way she can shrink is, is to throw to, up to throw up. So yeah. She has to go in the bathroom and basically make herself throw up and it shrinks her down. And then she has to do it more if she wants to shrink down even smaller. Yeah, the more she throws up, the smaller she gets. So it's it's kind of disturbing. But how unusual. What a crazy. And she's hooking up with this guy. He has an unusual request. And I, let's just say this. If small children are in the room, you want them to leave. And do not watch this <laughs> with your daughters or family members unless you feel very comfortable with the human body on screen because it is shocking what was the episode in the boys uh hero gasm yeah remember how crazy batshit crazy that hero gasm is this is a little snippet of that it's batshit crazy oh my god they, they I, do the not chick pull... sitting next to me was vibrating i don't know what she was doing but during that scene she was literally vibrating i don't know if she was giggling laughing or if she had a device or something <laughs> i don't know what the fuck she was doing but she was literally vibrating and i was like holy cow what's going on i i think i'm hoping she was giggling but maybe she wasn't but it is a very uh erotic scene to say the least and the they mind, don't pull any punches. No, they don't. Say. No, they don't. Um, but anyway, I, I do want to kind of talk about the end of the first episode because we find out some very interesting things. Um, we know uh, Golden Boy admits that he he has a, a a troubled past, and he said he mentions that his brother is dead, and you can tell it's disturbed him. And uh, we also find out that he has been recruited into the Seven, yeah. and. Uh, uh, Professor Brinkerhoff is incredibly proud of him. You know, he's the number one student at the school and, you know, they're making a special suit for him. So w one of the things you've seen in the trailers is that uh, when he flames on, it burns all of his clothes off. And so basically he ends up naked every time he uses his powers. Yeah. Um, and he's just kind by of by the delight of the female students. Yeah, he, who... He's kind of, you know, just come to grips with it at this point in time, but they're making him a special suit that will not burn up when he flames on. And, you know, they're like, you're being recruited in the seven and you know, it, the suit costs, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars, but they're building it for you because you've been, you've, you've made it. Right. Um, and the professor's very proud of him. Well then near the end of the episode, we see golden boy go in and again, spoiler for, for those of you guys are going to watch. And he ends up killing the professor. He kind of hugs him and flames on and basically burns him to death. He's he's having this voice in his head and he feels like... He's having nightmares, right? Nightmares, yeah. About, uh, about uh, the woods. The woods. The woods, yeah. that's what it's called. And you'll find out what the woods are later. We won't spoil that either. But again, there is something nefarious going on at this university and it has to do with the woods uh, and some other students uh, um, and his brother he's hearing these voices from his brother and it's and it's kind of driving him crazy and i think he's starting to figure out what's going on um 
But anyway, yeah, you're right. He kills the professor. Kills the professor. Shocking. No one's safe in this fucking Marie, show. Marie uh, was going to be uh, expelled from the university. She comes in to confront the professor and sees Golden Boy killing him. Uh, and Golden Boy goes on a little rampage, tries to chase down Marie. And then um, Jordan actually intercedes and says, I've got this. And the two of them have a pretty knockdown, drag out battle. Pretty insane it's, it's fight. Pretty, pretty yeah. intense. Um, and, and, you know, Golden Boy, when confronted by everybody um, and everybody like filming him and, and his his rampage kind of just. And Andre goes up to him and kind of calms him down. Who's his best friend. Yeah. Right? And they they have told each other they love each other. And he hugs him and he says, um, you know, it's inside your father. And he he literally says, you know, I just can't do this anymore. And he fl- he blasts up in flame like. The, the human torch he flies up in the flame and he gets so hot he explodes crazy so we lose golden boy in the uh, first episode the first fucking episode and he i thought he was going to be the star now granted we did see him in the second episode in flashbacks and i think we're going to see him in the third episode in some flashbacks but um crazy just no one's safe in these these shows yeah so uh th- and that's the end of the first episode and the, and the second episode was very much kind of the repercussions of what happened then. Uh, we find out that Marie is very much um, now the the new school favorite because what, you know, she, Vought wants her to become very popular because she's pretty and, you know, she's, she's you know, popular f- for saving somebody and you'll find out how she saved somebody at some point in time. But um, she's now in the top 10, the first freshman who's ever been ranked in right. the top 10 and African American first freshman. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so they want her to do interviews and do press and, and, you know, now Andre's the number one ranked person at the school because golden boys dead. Andre now. and Marie get credit for handling apparent the, what the spin is. And you know how Vaught loves the spin shit. Golden boy went psychotic and crazy and Andre was doing and Marie, drugs. Yeah, drugs or whatever. And Andre and Marie were containing him and saved a lot of lives by not letting him get out of control. But it was really Jordan. It was really Jordan, yeah. And uh Marie's confronted with do I Tell the truth? Tell the truth of actually what happened, or do I go by the script that Vought's given me right. on this? Ride the wave of popularity and, to right. get what she wants. Right. And we, we get a little bit uh, you know, another um uh, scene with Emma. She's in her performing arts school and, you know, she has to do scenes with people and there's kind of a, another student in there who's one of the popular girls kind of latches onto her, but we find out she's got ulterior mo- yeah. motives as well. But I thought the second episode was a little bit more filler episode, but uh, uh, still really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. I, you know, titanium, I, we won't go into all the details about every, everything quite yet, but I, I just think in general, we described this a couple of weeks ago. Again, when Game of Thrones was the most popular show on, you know, HBO streaming network or whatever it was, um, everybody was talking about it. It was the most popular show out there. And it's all anybody could talk about. And then House of Dragon was coming out and people were like, oh, it'll never be as good as Game of Thrones. And House of Dragon came out and they're like, wow, this is pretty good. Yeah. And you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're like, well, this could be the House of Dragon to the, the boys. boys. Yeah. And from my perspective, for the first two episodes, absolute. This show is awesome, on par or better than the boys. I think uh, the boys. I would put a little notch above, just because of the character development that we've gotten so far with all of the seven and 
the boys and butcher and every you know all those i think that that that's a little bit higher right now but how many college kids are going to resonate with these oh. and once it my gets, son can't wait for this to come out tomorrow neither can my kids they're they're like we love the boys we thought the boys was awesome now it's about college age students yeah. in a university where we're at i mean it's going to resonate with them and nothing spreads like wildfire than a college campus or through that generation it will be all over. I think, this I think it's going to be, be very popular. Extremely popular. I think everybody's going to be talking about it. A bunch of old it. fucks like us loved it. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew this was going to be good. I had a very good feeling this was going to be good. Yeah. But I was shocked at how much I enjoyed Blown it. Blown away. And I, I am now very much looking forward to seeing the rest of the season. Again, from what we understand... It's premiering on Amazon Prime. We believe I, I'm, I've I've heard this. They're releasing the first three episodes tomorrow. So we saw the first two in the theater. Right. I mean, I, I'm excited now. I get to watch a new episode tomorrow because I didn't see episode September three. September 29th, right? Uh, yeah, tomorrow. Yes, or, Friday or, or today when this podcast right. comes out. September 29th, Friday. September, September 29th, 29th, Friday. Go check it out. The first and three episodes. I can't wait to see episode three. I'm I, gonna watch all. All three episodes. I don't know if it's six or eight episodes. It's eight. It's eight. It's eight episodes. Definitely right. Eight. So yep. we're going to be getting this for the next five weeks, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um. So look, we'll be talking about this every week for the next few weeks. This is what we'll be reviewing, and obviously, when Loki comes out uh, next week, we'll be adding that into our show. So we've got a lot to talk about, folks, and we're along for the ride because I think that compelling content on, um streaming services right now that are comic book media is what we have. And I'm, I'm way more excited to talk about things like this than I might be for movies that are coming out here in the near future. Agree. 100%. Hey, professor. Great show. Let's ring the bell. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week for more super talk to get in touch with us on social media. Hit up via email, super talk podcast at outlook.com or at super talk pod on Twitter until then stay super everyone. Thank you.